And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. <laughs> all right bless you guys welcome to the athletic mba show monday through friday on the athletic podcast network Whoa. new york strip steak Ooh. this is the basketball buds braised beef short ribs with zach harper and your favorite athletic writer hey, mad at me bro i'm gone Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got a full squad, but a different squad today because James Edwards III is traveling. Jay King is at a wedding, allegedly. The what, 13th wedding he's been to in the last month. And is, uh, this, we will, is he a priest? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's marrying these people. I don't know if he's like giving them away, but he's at too many weddings. But we are going to try to check in with a hopefully drunk j king at some point during the uh, either the ceremony or the reception but we are previewing the eastern conference for the upcoming 21 22 season western conference preview will be done on tuesday by the tampering edition of the athletic nba show podcast so we got me zach harper we got mo dakiel we got rich hoffman we got trevon edwards we got dave defour jade hoy is producing and we're gonna do this with a favorite of our friend seth Bartnow. we're gonna do Tears, gentlemen. Tears <laughs> yeah. of all the not uh, not crying I tears, think, just ranking tears. I think Seth actually loves it when you say that they're rankings. Well, they are rankings because tears right. do get ranked. So that's the yes. thing that I don't understand about Seth's hesitancy to say that they are rankings. I mean, he has his player rankings that he busts into tears, um, and these mm-hmm. are rankings as well, just for the teams. And so that's right. What I want to do, guys, is I'll throw out a team. We'll figure out where they place. We have four categories for the tiers. Contenders, playoff locks, play-in teams, and cellar dwellers. Looking at you, Orlando. Okay. But I'm going to throw out the team. We'll each try to figure out if we have something we're excited about or something we're concerned about with the teams. And maybe, just maybe, each one of us will have a surprise team out there. I'm going to do this in no particular order. Just whatever uh, whatever I accidentally point to on the sheet of paper my finger is dropped oh shit orlando okay (laughs) does anybody think that this team who has gutted their their roster handed the keys over to rookie jalen suggs and uh and decided to uh maybe rebuild with a bunch of picks from the bulls does anybody think this team finishes outside of cellar dwellers oh no absolutely not that's god we can move on well, no. So, what's something? No. To be, what's something to be excited about with the and Orlando Magic? They do have some young, interesting guys, right? Like they got Suggs. Uh, I loved that they picked up RJ Hampton, like just crazy athlete that that maybe becomes a, a good basketball player. Um, you know, they we don't know what Franz Wagner is going to be in the NBA, but I mean, I guess there's some young guys there that might be okay. Wendell Carter Jr. You know, in a new situation, he looked a little bit better. I, I just, I don't know, man. It, it's it's really sad. Like when you look, it's like Mo Bamba who 
had a, a terrible experience last year and didn't look great in, in year three. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, we know how many times he's been injured. It, it's, I don't know, man. This, this is a, this is kind of a sad roster. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, it's supposed to be right. Yeah. yeah, this is developing. This is this is them. Yeah. They 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 jumped off the treadmill of mediocrity last season and literally just said, we're going into full tank mode. We're going into rebuilding and developing and everything like that. So this is what a roster looks like when you're just saying, hey, we're going to go figure out what we got. And that's what this season's going to be for them. They're going to figure out who they like, who don't they like. Can Jalen Suggs carry a team? You know, uh, they drafted him. He was the sixth pick. Overall, right, it was a six or fifth, fifth pick. if I can't remember. Fifth, fifth pick. pick, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's they're thinking like, hey, is this guy going to have a chance at rookie of the year? I mean, I think that's the most exciting thing to look forward to if you're the Magic is what is Jalen Suggs and hoping that he turns into being an actual, you know, like superstar or potential superstar, I should say. Well, and it's nice for them to have a guard with that sort of, you know, ceiling potentially because it, it seems like they're constantly just rotating bigs in there. When is the last time they've had a guard like Jalen Suggs that actually has like a high end outcome? You know, I mean, it's a bad roster. Does Jameer Nelson count? Jameer Nelson <laughs> well, I don't think made so. All star team, right? Yeah, but he was never highly touted like this. That's you true. Know? I mean, then it's it's Penny, I think. Yeah, right. Like yeah. that's the only other name that comes up. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I like Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony is going to be a, a decent player, but uh, this is a different level of of prospect that we're talking about. And if Suggs can pop out, like we already know how important it is to have that that drink stir. And this is a team that has not been able to find that guy for whatever reason, uh, despite numerous bites at the apple. And maybe they did. And now they can, you know, they're going to suck for a couple more years. But at least if they've got one guy, when they start adding other dudes, they've already got the guy that can dribble, which is the thing that, that has eluded them for 25 years. I, I have a concern. Um, I don't know who's the most familiar with Franz Wagner on this on this podcast, but I do have a concern. And I'm not saying he's going to be this. He might end up being really good. I don't know. I have a concern he's the white Wesley Johnson. <laughs> in that he's a shooter who can't shoot and a defender can't who shoot. can't defend. That's right? crazy. That Wes Johnson was just minding his business. I know. I <laughs> Trey, I feel bad because I like Wes a lot. But, you know, he was a 3 and D guy who couldn't hit the three and couldn't play D. Like, I, that's ended up being what he was. And I'm a little concerned that Franz Wagner is going to be that. I do like the idea of Franz Wagner, though, Trey. Yeah, I mean, sure. Again, There's a lot of confidence right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how much I want to take this franchise seriously. Yeah. Um, they're they're fun. They're young. They enjoy each other's company, but I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a while before we actually lock in. I think that they've packed it in since you know sending out Vucevic and, and Gordon, and they're just trying to re, reset the culture. So it's going it's yeah. going to take a minute. You know what I mean? I give them like another at least two, three years. They lost their two most promising young guys that they had on the roster last year like within two months of each other to knee injury. I mean, so it's not like, like they were actually trying to win. And I that's, give them credit for but that. But no, that's the scary thing is they're always trying to win. I know. And they're not good. So like this it's is so a real sign of like, hey, I think they get it now with with choosing to to blow things up so i am excited about like i've been shitting on the magic for years and people think i don't like the magic no i just didn't like that core 
I'm here for the yeah. Jalen Suggs show. I'm all in on Jalen Suggs. Like that's that's the guy. That's one of the guys I like the most in the draft. So I'm, I'm, I'm not in crazy on this about him. You what? I'm not. I'm not crazy about. Oh, him but he's that. a clutch summer league defender, Trey. You can't pass oh, that up. No, no, no. He's no. Uh, he's no Davion Mitchell. I'm sorry. That's true. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Davion Mitchell's just a monster defensively. Jalen Suggs right. was clutch defensively. Yes, I'm, I'm I mean, with you I'm on not. That. I'm not buying with either one, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. Uh, I think, right, I the, think the, the only kids. time, by the way, probably the only time all year that Orlando is going to lead off a podcast. So congratulations. Well, Orlando unfortunately Magic. for them, their time is up because this finger is about to drop <laughs> on this piece of paper. Should I land on Orlando again? Okay, I got to look a little bit Maybe more. Maybe move the paper. All right, Indiana. Your Indiana Pacers who have, uh, you know, brought back the majority of their core. Um, they have uh, Rick Carlisle as the new head coach. Uh, Rich, in terms of the Indiana Pacers, where do you place them on uh, on this? Do we think they're a playoff lock with Rick Carlisle at the helm now? Do they think? Do we think they're a play-in team? Like, where do, where do you think, Rich? I think they fit comfortably into the play in category and it's, you know, it's the same thing with this core. They have a lot of players who I like, but a lot of players like who still need, you know, a high level player. And I I don't know what they do to, uh, to change this core up. Like, do they keep running this Sabonis uh, Turner thing like through, like, are we going to have to keep watching that? Do they think maybe Rick Carlisle is the guy who is going to unlock them? I don't know, but I think, uh, you know, starting with Orlando and then going to Indiana, I feel like Indiana is almost like the Orlando of the next tier. They're, they're not that exciting, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're a good team. They're, they're a tough team to play in their own building, but I feel like they're going to be like right around like eight, nine, 10, somewhere like that. So, Rich, does your opinion change if they trade Karis LeVert and some pieces for Ben Simmons? So, much- uh, yeah, I mean, I think Ben with Miles Turner is a really good fit for him. You know, oh, that'd be if, fun, yeah. If there's ever going to be a team that'll fit. Now, would Sabonis have to go out too? Because you, you can't play the three of them together. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're uh, – I certainly think their regular season floor would probably go up a little bit. Ben, I think, is a little more durable than uh than Karras has been and I, I just think he he would just inject so, so a different element of speed and defense to that uh to that team so yeah Trey I don't think they would move up like too far just because I think the top six or so teams in the east are pretty good but they would be a better team for sure Mo what's the most exciting thing about this Pacers team this year uh that's a tough one to, to answer there Zach I think the uh, most exciting stuff I would look at is just seeing Miles Turner like he missed a lot of games last year but defensively almost led the league in block shots at around three a game like I think he does a great job protecting the rim being able to spread the floor I think that's the guy I want to watch because I think that's the guy that ends up getting moved I don't know if they're going to get Ben Simmons with Karis LeVert and everything that goes along with it I think it's Miles Turner that's going to be the big piece that moves for them but I think and, and, and that might bring in something big for them. They've been on the block forever. I think he's probably the most interesting guy, I think, on that roster. Indiana could be active, period, in the trade market. I mean, if you look, T.J. Warren is an expiring contract and, you know, coming off hurt? an injury. Isn't he still hurt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's going to be coming back late. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Lamb, you know, um, Malcolm Brogdon, he's only got – Two years on his deal, including this year. Uh, Miles Turner, same. Karis LeVert. So they they really could shake things up if they want to get – if they really want to mix it up. And, and, Mo, you're right. 
Miles Turner, the, the fact that this guy's been on the block when when he seems like the sort of center you want right now has never made any sense to me, especially at $18 million. I mean, that's starting center money, and he clearly fits in, in the way the league works. It's just that he doesn't fit that team. And so I guess instead of doing the easier thing, which is trying to figure out a, a new home for Sabonis, because I think it, they have better pieces to go with Miles Turner than Sabonis. I mean, Brogdon and Miles Turner are fantastic together. This this is going to be the gut think, check for for Pritchard, right? Because yes. it was oh, McMillan yes. can't coach New his coach, team, and oh, right, right. Bjorkren can't coach his team, and now it's like, yo, Rick Carlisle is what top five coach in the league. Oh like, yeah, this Easy. is this is going to expose whether this has been a coaching issue or a player issue. I mean, but we know it's a player issue. Like, well, the yeah, fit but I mean, weird, but he can't hide right? behind it anymore, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how you that's how you spin it. Um, yeah, I I think. Oh man, Pacers fans, I'm sorry for what I'm about to ask because it's going to be wildly disrespectful. All right, and I understand this. <laughs> can you have? Is is it possible, Sabonis? Can he be the new Vucevic when Vucevic is still very much around and in his prime? Because it's like you know the numbers are nice. You're getting all star appearances. I don't know how much it's leading to. And maybe that's not his fault. Maybe that's the fault of the, the core around him. But I, I, that's, that's my question into this year. I've, very, I've been very pro Sabonis, but looking at some stuff this offseason, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the right guy. He's a fun player to watch for sure, too. Yeah, he's and fun like, to watch, yes. He's got, you know, like a lot of crap with like his left he's hand. Not but I, he's not no, sexy. He's not sexy. That's no, all. He's, he's fun for like the... He can play. In, in a nerdy way, I guess. Yeah. He also, uh, yeah. he's like super physical too. That's the other thing that I like about him. But yeah, I, Zach, I agree with you. I mean, if he's your best player, like that's how you're like an eight or a nine seed. Right. There you go. All right. Fingers going to drop again. Boom. Fucking Indiana. All right. <sighs> Toronto. Ah, oh, they're back in the six. No more Tampa Bay back in Toronto. Possibly legal repercussions if you're a visiting team and you go outside and you're <laughs> the quarantine when you're not vaccinated. So there's an element of danger and legalities to the to the Raptors this season. But I've been very on the record of like I don't think this Raptors team is nearly as bad as they were last year. Cellar I think last dwellers. year C- cellar dwellers. Cellar dwellers. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm not Whoa. buying it, dog. I, I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying I, it. I, I am concerned that Siakam is going to miss some time. It doesn't sound like he's he's going to be back right away because um, he had that shoulder surgery. I think it was shoulder surgery. Um, they're but fun. Trey, cellar dwellers? Look, they're fun, but they're young now. Like I'm not putting my my all my all my uh, my eggs in this basket for Fred VanVleet and Siakam. Like mm. we're still riding the high of the Kawhi, you know, the surge, the Kyle yeah. Lowry. Those days are over. This is a new. This is a new time you got where OG you got Scotty Barnes. I like no, Fred. no, and that's the thing. I'm not. Ta- I'm not taking that away from them. Gary I think Trent that Jr. they're they're really. I think if they played on other teams, like they're very valuable. Like you know, what I'm saying they're still valuable <laughs> exactly. players. That's a good oh, man, point, Trey. That's a good this. point, Trey. I can't. No, stand no, look, they're valuable. They don't have a guy players. over six nine. But when ah. you're trying to force it, like we just talked about Sabonis, bro. Like I don't see any of those players that could be on a, a their own team and do something. You know what I mean? Like they're good complimenting players, but this team is young, right? They have. I I'm, I hope that Scotty Barnes becomes who he's supposed to be. They paid Gary Trent Jr. to sit. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I didn't see this team really get 
better and they're like really betting on Siakam to become whatever he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I I truly think that he is a good player. He made he was an all-star. But the second after the year after that, you know, it's about health and yeah. how does he handle it as a number one option? You know what I mean? And he's been inconsistent. So That's I just fair. don't like it being led into that. I don't think that they're going to be like 16 win bad. Right. They're going to be like 33 win bad. You oh, know what I mean? Like, man, that, I don't yeah. like that at all. All right. I'm, I'm putting them in the play in teams. Trey has them in cellar dwellers. Rich, where do you fall in the Raptors? Playing. Um, I watched them play a couple of times. They played the Sixers in their first two games. I, a couple of things. Scotty Barnes is a lot of fun. He can but yeah, he's like a glue guy. Yeah. And I don't know how much that's really changing things at this point. OG is like, you know, it's like, it's nice that he's gotten better, but if if he's your first option on a lot of these units, it's it's a little tough. They they have a bunch of athletes though, and they can like really switch, and they're a lot of fun. But I just wonder, like, if, if you're running your offense through Siakam, if you're running your offense, Goran Dragic is there also after uh, saying he didn't want to be there, but then said he was misquoted or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> see the uh, the top end talent on this team, but. Uh, I do think like they're going to play in some absolute track meets because they have all of these like six, eight, six, nine guys who are fast. Yeah. And can Dave, switch. Dave, I mean, I, I, play in or, or cellar dweller. I think they're kind of in that play in range. Okay. They're, they're small. They didn't fix their center rotation at all. I, I mean, I guess is Ken Birch going to be their starting I center? Is that, so, Precious Maybe is that the plan from the first two games. Precious is. Yeah. So, I mean, you I know, like however that, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, like he's fine, like but movie? you know, it, it's going to be tough. If that's your starting center, right? Like that's just not great for them, especially because they just don't have size anywhere else. So yeah, I think it's going to be hard for him um, unless OG breaks out, which maybe he could, but he'd have to really break out to, to make up for some of the things that, that they're kind of lacking. And yeah, I think they're in that play in range. Mo, I, we're, I, we're, we're putting them in the play in because we've got at least three to three to one right now with, with you as not, uh, really a meaningless vote, but what do you? Where do you? Wow. Well, I mean, it's just wow. numbers game. Well, I don't know what to tell you. With with my meaningless vote, no, no, I think they're definitely a playing game. Like I, I kind of have them as a lock to get into the playing mm. tournament. I think the way I look at it is this is one of those teams where you guys are right, no top end talent or anything like that. But this is going to be the 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 sum of the parts is greater than the whole, or however the phrase goes. But just always kind of just solid players relatively on the court, right? Like it's not mm. like they're playing you're looking at going a massive drop off. They're all interchangeable parts. They're guys that kind of rotate in and out where they don't lose much when that person goes to the bench and his replacement comes in. I think Goran Dragic is going to end up staying there all year. I think that's a guy that's going to help, help them kind of be the veteran voice there. We know what Fred Van Vliet's going to do whenever Pascal Siakam comes back, it's going to lift. And I just think, not playing in Tampa Bay adds 10, 10 wins to them. They were miserable yeah. in Tampa Bay last it year. It was like, brutal. And I don't think people fully understand. It's not like, okay, like they knew all year they were going to end up having to play games in Tampa. It was along the lines of, oh, crap, the season starting December 22nd. And by the way, Toronto, you got to get down to Tampa in like a week. And everybody had to juggle and all that. And I think that really started them off on a sour note that they could never recover from. I think this team's still going to be up there and always going to be tough to play against. And then we're going to see a couple of guys not show up to games against Toronto because they got arrested for being out. All right. Um, that's going to actually be, well, not a fun story. Just a, just a, an intriguing one. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right. The finger is dropped. Our next team. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The New York Knicks. Playoff locks, play in team, uh, fall to the seller, arise to the contenders. Dave, where are you on the Knicks? So I, I think last year, I'm not going to call it fool's gold. I think they were pretty good, but they had some three point luck in their favor uh, on both ends and uh, probably overperformed on the standings, right? Like, um, I think this is a play-in team, but the play-in is the playoffs. Like, they're pretty good. They're okay. Like, they're going to defend well. You know Tibbs is going to go for wins. R.J. Barrett grew a lot. I don't know if that shooting is real yet. I mean, he – but teams are at least guarding him. You know, I was listening to Dunked On, and Nate was talking about that quite a bit. He was adamant that teams are are just treating them differently from out there. Um, Same with Julius Randle. So, you know, I think that they're going to be fine. But they're not as good as it seemed like they were last year. Like, they're not going to be a four seed. They, they shouldn't have been a four seed. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little worried about the Fred Katz curse, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He's now covering oh, the no. Knicks for the athletic. I'm a little worried about that. Uh, does anyone disagree with play-in? Does anyone have them elsewhere? I mean, yeah. a lot of this, look, hey, if Kemba is awesome, and if if the Fournier signing works out um, like to an incredible degree. Yeah, he All often right, I'm wrong. Some basketball, so that should sure, you know, yeah. Orlando yeah. years. Right. So, I mean, Boston. like, you know, there's a chance that stuff that this works out differently, but you know, I just, I just, Kemba looked awful. He looked bad. So I, I just don't expect very much. I'd like to be surprised because that team was fun last year. I mean, he just has to be better than Alfred Payton, right? I mean, that's not, that's, that's not hard. He is that's better than Right, exactly. Like that's, that alone is an upgrade right there. That's if he's in the lineup. Like I just think with the whole knee situation, I just don't know if he's going to be in the lineup enough to really affect them. If they get 65 healthy games from Kemba Walker, I think they're a playoff team. I think they don't, they don't have to give that much because quickly's growing as a player. I think Derek Rose will still add what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tibbs will be able to kind of, you know, play off of that, but I, I still have them as a playoff team as long as they stick to what they do. I think Julius Randle went away from what they did best, and that's why they struggled in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I have you know, them as a playoff they, team as well. I have them as a playoff team, though. Rich, I think they're going to be. In, I think they're going to be in the play-in. I, oh, I actually like. Oh, you broke the tie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Knicks fans. Trey and I tried. I like what they did in, in the offseason. I almost think like they're gonna have a they're gonna have a worse record. They're going to be a worse seed, but they could be a better team, if yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, be- absolutely. Because I mean you just saw in that Hawks series, they just they had nothing offensively. Like it wasn't creative. It was just, you know, obviously Tom Thibodeau, he's he's had some of those first round series where he gets bounced really quickly. And, you know, we'll see what Kemba has, but at least, you know, the idea of him and Fournier, like they actually have more off the bounce 
you know, creation and those type of things. And they can be a little more creative offensively. And I would love if Kemba was good in New York. Because, be I mean, I, the crowd would just go nuts. And I, so just, I remember his, his Big East days and everything. So that's good. I, I also, I'm a little worried, like Julius Randle, is there going to be a little bit of shooting regression? I felt like he was making like the hardest shots I've ever seen in my life last year. I don't know. Um. All right. The finger is dropped. New team. Detroit Pistons. Other than Kate Cunningham, are you excited about anything here? Anybody? And I think we can uh, all say seller dwellers, right? I'm excited. Right? I, I, yeah. Sadiq Bay is going to be good, man. Like, Sadiq can play. They've got a couple of guys that, that are interesting to watch. But the Killian Hayes thing is going to be frustrating as hell. All year. We're all going to be annoyed by it. I'm not, I'm not too crazy about it. I, I just got them seller dwellers. But um, when they're on, I'll watch. You know, if they ever, I don't know how many TV games they'll actually get, but, um, <laughs> you know, I think the only time I'm going to actually see them is when they're playing the Nets. But outside of that, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have high expectations. I know Jeremy Grant's going to come off the Olympic high and he's going to perform pretty well. But again, they're trying, they're like, they're, they're a notch above Orlando. They're trying to figure it out. They don't, yeah. they don't ideally know what they want to do yet. You yeah, know. like Sadiq Bay is going to be fun, as Dave mentioned. Um, Isaiah Stewart, I like a lot. Cade's going to be the show. Like as as long as Cade is entertaining and relatively consistent, you'll feel pro- you'll probably feel positive about them this season, right? Yeah, and the the one thing I'd say with them that I'm kind of interested in seeing is what's going to happen with Jeremy Grant. Like at, at a certain point, they're just going to go into tank, right? Like we're going to continue to suck. Is there a possibility they trade him? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I, I don't think I don't Troy think Weaver is to. is married to the, anybody on here other than like Cade, Cade. and maybe Sadiq and, and Isaiah Stewart. But I think everyone's in flux, right? I think everyone is. Uh, I just don't think they would give him away or include him. I mean, just my, include him. No, but my point is too. Like he has two more years left on his deal, so after this season, he becomes a expiring contract. Mm. If you know you're, are they really two years from next season? Are they going to contend like, or, or for a playoff spot or a playing spot? Like if they know they're not even, they're that far away. That's like I wouldn't be shocked. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but I think like, well, they'll know that closer to the trade deadline, right? Like they'll have at least an idea but, of where they would Jeremy, be. And I wouldn't be he, shocked he, if he, they just move them. Yeah. Here's where I would. He turns 28 this season. And, and I know like that's not old, but that's kind of his prime. I think I'm kind of with Mo here. That, that could be on the table. Here's what you I think, get a though. Lot. I think yeah. I think that there is something to say about a guy who wanted to be in Detroit when it looked like that. they were not. And like, I think that shit does matter, right? In terms of like setting a culture, like they're still trying to build a culture there with with Dwayne Casey, with the young guys, with uh, with Troy Weaver. Like, I do think there's something to be said about that tray where like hey jeremy grant wanted to go there he wanted to be a part of an organization that had troy right. weaver as the gm and Dwayne casey as the coach and and it wasn't just about offense because he and it wasn't just about money like it was like he wanted to help a culture of those guys yeah absolutely i mean i think that's that's very rare especially going to you know obviously he could have made the same money returning to denver or you know he could have went to another franchise and he actually wanted to be there so like i don't think trading is in the plan you know what i mean unless they're going to get somebody you know very very good yeah you know to, to return or or just him and Cade just getting some type of fight and it doesn't work out you know like, that's the only way but i think that he's going to be the leader in the locker room and showing these young guys and 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 pretty much taking advantage of that situation you know what i mean like 
because winning is contagious and once you taste it and that's why i think that you know zach levine came back inspired by playing like that you know what i mean and obviously you know when <laughs> what were you gonna, gonna say win in detroit though not for <laughs> no, no, no 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 i'm not saying that they're gonna win in detroit but i'm just saying like he understands what it takes you get what i'm saying like he's playing no, denver but like he's going to be actually one of the guys that's you know what i mean like Sadly, but I think my point is at a certain point, because he's tasted that, at a certain point he's going to be like, "Cool, I helped set the te- the the tone here. I helped kind of you know build the culture. Now I want to go win." Nah, it, it, typical, nah. Typical he likes, he likes the coach. Mo, just he trying likes, to get rid of players. All about the transaction. Every chance I get, every chance I get, I'm going to throw just throw out trades. I'm with Trey on this. Uh, this is oh my goodness. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get Mo's line of thinking, but I'm with you guys. I, I want that to matter. Like, I want it to matter to the franchise that he wanted to be there. That That's important to me. Yeah. So, I, I'm like, I hope they don't move him, but I'm with Mo. There is a little bit, there's something. All right. That, that's interesting. That's a lot of piss and stock. The finger is dropped. The Atlanta Hawks. Oh, hell yeah. Playoff Three lock? Seed. Our first playoff lock? Three seed. Woo! Yeah. Three seed. That's a lock, Good man. Lord. Yeah, I got I got the play, I got the Hawks pretty high. Yeah. Um, but then also, I think Cooper's gonna be very good behind Young. He's surprisingly good, bro. I, I mean, Delon Wright is there, but that's gonna be an interesting battle in practice for those backup minutes. That's a great. That's a great tone setter for Sharif to try to get over, right? Like, hey, you have to beat out Delon Wright if you want if you want minutes as a backup point guard. That, I think that sets a great Cause, culture cause of competition. Because Delon, Delon's a, a you know a, a player's. Pl- you know, basically a pro. He's a pro's pro. He's going to come in, do his job. Um, he's a bigger guard. You know what I mean? He's going to run the show. He's going to, you know, be the safe guard for them. Mm-hmm. But, but Coop, man, he, he like, he, he's the, he has that, 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 that swag like Trey. You know what I'm saying? Like, they both feel like they the guy. They've all been the guy before. And he's little bro to Trey right now. And I think that they're going to be pushing each other to that point that Coop going to get a lot of minutes. He's a perfect fit for their system. Like, you know, quick uh, pick and roll, small, undersized guard. Would you go to a better place than Atlanta? You know, he's already throwing alley-oops to John Collins where he's tearing down the rim. I'm curious what you guys think about this. Do you think their, uh, their playoff success last year, I think that can carry over. Like, I think the way they won a lot of those games, like it was like John Collins, like out toughing people at times. And I think, I think that's going to matter like moving forward. Like I think they, they now understand maybe they're not going to win a championship. They're not going to win a championship this year, but like they know like, Hey, we've played in like actual tough playoff games. We know we are at a certain level and we have kind of graduated to like they've said, you know, three seed, four seed, something like that. Yeah. Like I, I, their success was fluky right in the playoffs, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean it can't be, it doesn't mean it can't be carried over. Like you can absolutely learn from playing over your head like that and getting, getting lucky that the one seed collapsed. Right. And they had something to do with that collapse. There was a lot of good stuff in there. There was a lot of another notch though. I think think he's going to go up a little bit more. We worried about him in the shooting rules though. So the way he played the playoffs, I think, right. Like think about, just think about how much more like, you know, Zach, it was one of the things that you pointed out about him is that he like he wasn't just playing one way, like where he would go back and forth as either score or pass. And he had to be more unpredictable to to find that success. And I think him being a little bit more uh, of a even leaning harder into the facilitation yeah. role 
is going to be the key to their success during the regular season. I, they just have so many guys who can play. For sure. So no, they're going to be able I, I to roll all Dave. year. I was right. I agree with Dave there. Yeah, that you were. Right. <laughs> no, you saw it. Like you, you were one of the you were one of the first people to point it out. Like, and hold gonna, on, look, his eyes are. Different. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget Dave's surprise that I made a good point during the playoffs when I made that. Point. <laughs> He's like, "Holy shit, you're right." I'm like, "Well, all right, let's calm down on that." On that surprise. <laughs> it's weird when the two of you are on the same page. It's kind of scary. Like, yeah, I don't I'm a know if that, I don't know if that helps me in, in Dave's point, or or I don't know if it hurts it. But it, when you know, it could be Voltron. I feel like the, I feel I like the meteor. Like, I feel like the meteor coming towards Earth is a little bit closer now it might be because that's right it might be but, right. Yeah, I, I think i think they're a playoff lock but i'm not sure they're that as high i'm not putting them as a lock at three or anything like that because with all that added success also comes more scrutiny right like and, and more of so a many guys yeah more of a target with all of those guys it also comes a situation where you have guys that aren't playing minutes and you know if then becomes a situation in the locker room and things like that. They, they got so many guys. I'm just curious how they find minutes for everybody. And when the guys who are on the outside, how they handle that. Right. And then there's always, listen, Nate McMillan was awesome as a, as a coach when he, when he took over for Lloyd Pierce also happened to coincide when the team just got completely healthy at the right time. It's a, a question of let's see what Nate McMillan does the next year. Cause we have a lot of proof of him not being as great of a coach versus, you know, what he did last season. I want to see how all of that kind of continues. I think the momentum's going forward, but we've also seen it with a lot of young teams do a great job, you know, one year and then take a step back the next. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. And and it is like to expect them to get back to the conference finals with Milwaukee and Brooklyn out there. It's not impossible. It's not, you know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just unlikely. I think it doesn't mean it can't happen, but, um, but they can, I mean, kind of like what we talked about with the Knicks, right? They could even be a little worse record wise. They could even be a little mm-hmm. less inconsistent right. or less consistent this year and be a, end up being a better team. I don't, th- I don't think ho- a home court, spot in the first round is is an unrealistic expectation because of the depth no, I, and because I of how good agree, they are yeah. right yeah yeah but i'm with you like a, a lot of this so miami is interesting right like miami if they can score during the regular season and if they're actually trying to win games i mean that's that's who they're basically battling for the three seed in, in my opinion and so but i just don't know if some of these other teams are going to have their foot on the gas and i think atlanta will i think atlanta's going to just try to win every game and and they may wind up in that three seed because of it. The fingers dropped. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh yes, Ooh. play in, play, play off, in. play in. I think I think play that's off. Right. What play in? But but very uh very uh they're still my league pass team. Really enjoy watching those guys. Um, Lamelo's so fun. He's so good. He is so fun. fun. Yo, he is fun. I want him to take a leap. Uh, the, if if the Lamelo leap happens as a playoff team, right? Like I think they could be the sixth seed if, if he just goes. If he go, if he nuts. if he takes a leap, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, I I I don't know if I'm worried about him being healthy, but uh, you know, I think just kind of like taller, slender point guards. I do have a little bit of PTSD with that, so I think that's yeah. my only concern with him. Like, but him as a player, like that dude is amazing. Yeah. I, and this is the worst he's going to be for 15 years, right? Like <laughs> that team is that team is really good, like around him. And, and you know, uh, uh, maybe Terry Rozier isn't as good this season. Um, I don't know, but I think that they're sneaky. They're going to be sneaky. 
they're they're one of those teams that's just going to be so much fun. But I'm curious how it comes down to winning games and in, in, in crunch time and clutch situations. Lamelo's freaking phenomenal, and I think even if he doesn't take a leap, I still think it's going to be a great year for him. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's it's just he's he's just so freaking fun to watch. It's it's. It's as Trey said, league pass and all that. I like the Kelly Oubre pickup. I thought that was big for them, but I just think they're a playing game. The East is so damn deep all of a sudden. You know, when you look uh, at all, all those teams. For, for once, like, for once, I will agree. You guys have been pushing the shit on me for years. You know, the East is actually catching up. It, finally, you guys are right. You guys were wrong for the last 10 years, and now finally you guys are right. The East is actually good now. I didn't know you for 10 yeah. years. You're still wrong about it back then. <laughs> I, look, PJ Washington, uh, you know, the stuff that they were doing with him, experimenting at the five. I mean, PJ Washington can really play Vernon Carey jr. Is going to be an interesting guy to watch is, you know, playing small ball five for them. I mean, they're going to be able to run and fly up and down the court. If Ubre is, I don't know. I have no, as a, tra- as a transition guy, I think he's perfect with LaMelo yeah, ball running. He'll the work floor. great. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, book night, right? Like, so they've got some really, really interesting guys that they'll have to get some production from, but I think that we could probably just count on, LaMelo being a little bit better than he was last year, at least same with miles bridges, same with PJ Washington. And then if any of this other stuff kind of, kind of works around them, if, if Plumlee gives them, I mean, cause that was, that was a pretty good pickup. I, I think uh, not as good defensively, but I think he's going to help their offense. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, if, if Gordon Hayward can stay on the court, you know, I, I think that this is a team that, you know, is a LaMelo ball leap away from being like a, a real playoff team, like a six seed or something. Dave, what do you think that LaMelo ball leap looks like though? Like what does he have to get better at? I mean, it's going to be scoring, right? Like it's, it's definitely going to be like, he's putting the ball in the basket more. It's going to be a higher, like he's going to wind up just taking more shots and, and getting to the line even more. Um, but who knows if he has to, like, it, I don't know, man. He's just such a different player that it could be that he averages 14 assists a game. Yeah. Which I don't think they've got the shooting for, but you know what I mean? Like I, I'm he's he's hard to read. And and last season, especially being such a fake season with how all of the games were on top of each other and you know, guys in and out of the lineup for every team. I think that when you get some of these guys that showed us some some really, really special stuff like Lamelo did, and they get into the more routine environment of an NBA season, it's gonna feel easy to him. I think that this leap, like, or, you know, whatever we want to call it is second year. Like he ought to be better, but it, it could be bigger just because of how weird last season was. And now maybe he can breathe a little bit during the regular season and, and improve like a normal player. You know, not everybody's Anthony Edwards who got better month after month last year. And, and that's why his development is like fascinating to me because it's, it's normally with like a rookie it's all right. Yeah. They show some tools, but maybe they have to learn to read the game better. They have to think out the game better. This guy just, understood NBA basketball in a way that's so crazy for a rookie right away. So I, you know, it's like you said, like 15 assists, 16 assists, it's possible. He's the new matrix. Like he literally, he uploaded the NBA to his brain. He knows where everyone is on the court at all times. It's, It's really incredible. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City, with David, a sculptor, and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. A new team. Cleveland Cavaliers. Cellar dwellers. The most expensive cellar dweller there is right now. Oh, no. (laughs) That was so sad watching Laurie Markinen. You could have just stopped the sentence there. I mean, mean, look, I'm I'm still in on Colin Sexton, but that team overall, man, like, not, not yet. Not yet. Mm-mm. Is Sexton going to get for- traded? Huh? Is Sexton going to get traded, you think? Not yet. Probably in a year. Probably in a year. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they, have a, they were trying. They have a, a overload at the front court, too. They need to figure that out. You know what I mean? They got Caleb. They got Mobley. They got uh, Mark, and then they got uh, Jared Allen. Allen. Like, what are we doing well, t- at this point? Well, two of those guys they just signed, and they drafted the other. It's a so pattern, like, though. It's a pattern, yeah, though. If you have a bad team, you're loaded with needs for other teams. Good teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, Orlando has guys that could be used on other places. You know what I mean? I feel like Toronto yeah. has guys that could be used in other places. So, these teams aren't good, and they're going to struggle in the process of hoarding these guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, would like to, I would like to watch them on League Pass, but then again, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I think they're just still too young. I, I'm interested in Cleveland and just I want to watch Evan Mobley and how that works out with him and Jared Allen because I think that changes the, the the situation for them. If those two are not at all able to play on the court together, not able to have an ability to create some sort of offense and defend, I think then you start to look at like one, of, you know, and it's not going to be Mobley. I mean, then they're going to be looking at maybe having to move Jared Allen because there's just nowhere else to go. And then they're going to be paying a crap ton of money to a roster that's going to be what the 11th, you know, not that's probably too high, probably like 13, <laughs> you, you yeah. know, 13th team in the Eastern conference. Like, I don't think they're going to be contending for a playing spot. They don't have Even any now. wings in their starting lineup. It's two small guards and two. I mean, Evan Mobley, I guess is a power forward now, but he's probably going to yeah. be a center at it some point. Be a right? Center, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a center. Yeah. Good luck. Isaac Okoro, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I like a lot of guys on that roster. I just don't know if I like them together. 
It's another one of those teams, yeah. man. We we Cleveland and Orlando should just meet in the middle. Can can they meet in like Huntsville, Alabama? And what guarantee they get? 11? I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> it would be a it would be a better team than what you'd have now. Not that much better though. I don't. I, I, I mean, it's still not make the play. Yeah, it's still a lot of young dudes who don't know how to win. Like I don't I don't know about that. And Kevin Love, yeah. who's Col- Colin off. Sexton. Colin Sexton might get moved. I mean, it, it, you just look at that situation, and, and it, it it feels like Gar- I mean Garland. Everyone loves his ceiling, and, and but you look at how, the way Colin Sexton scores. I just I don't know. I don't know how you give that guy up. And then Rich, you were you were just you were who were you just saying? Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. Yeah, he's yeah. still there. Is he going to play? No, of course not. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. What a weird team. New team. Jay King. <laughs> Did you guys bring me in just in time for Colin Sexton? We talk just finished up about 50 minutes of Cleveland Cavaliers talks. Cause we know we, you, we know you <laughs> like that. We are asking you Jay King, possibly drunk at a wedding reception right now. First of all, is the ceremony still going? Oh yeah. It's, it's still going. Okay. Have you objected? They, uh, they, they just had the first dances and stuff. I thought you guys might call me during the first dances. I am now out. Were you out there? Were you, were you on the dance floor for the first dance that you're not supposed to be there? I'm not. I'm not much of a dance floor type of guy. What? That's not at all shocking. That is shocking. I, you can't see you can't see him just doing the hitch two step. You know, just the the home base. It's side shocking to side. that he knows it. It's shocking that he knows that's he's the, not a dance floor guy. That's the real guy. shocking part. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm gonna stand in the corner and nod your head. Okay, me. just sipping a sipping a beer bottle. Jay, just keep yeah, your hands, exactly. just keep your arms at a ninety degree angle. <laughs> one step to your left, one step Mo, to your right. I don't think most should be giving advice either. Let's Accurate, assumption wow. Accurate assumption wow. there. Accurate assumption there. Both of you. Both of you. Erroneous. <laughs> Jay, should we consider the Boston Celtics playoff locks or a play-in team once again? I think they'll make the playoffs, but it, they are not a lock. They are definitely not wow. a lock. I mean, they, they lost they lost some talent in Kemba Walker and Evan, Evan Fournier. Obviously, they replaced that with some pretty good players. I think they're deeper this year. But who knows what Ime Odoka is going to be like as a head coach. I think that's a big variable right now. And if Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown miss extended time, then that's a team that lacks scoring punch at the top. So we'll see. I also have serious questions about their backcourt, whether they have enough shooting with Schroeder, Richardson, and Smart. Like That's just a, a weird mix of like, gritty edgy dude to shoot 33 percent from behind the arc so i think they'll be better but if if they're not if they're again in the the mix for that seven eight eight spot then i won't be surprised either did you get the fish or the chicken Oh, I went with the filet mignon. Oh, sorry, oh, I didn't know you were. On. I didn't know you were at Jeff come Bezos' wedding. wedding. Good lord, the, the Martha's the, Vineyard the kid, wedding. The kid eats steak when he can. <laughs> it was delicious too. What's your bit? What, hey, what, how's go ahead, Dave? Uh, sorry, I thought we were going to go to basketball. I, how's the defense going to be, guys? Like, I I actually think this defense could wind up being one of the better ones in the in the East. Like, they yeah, should be. I think it all de- it all depends on the mix, right? Like, I, I think they're probably leaning towards starting Al Horford and Robert Williams. I think if you do that with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart, then that that could be an elite defensive lineup with a lot of size and then uh, on the perimeter, a lot of versatility. But then, like, I have questions. Are, are they big enough when they don't have those guys in there? Who, who are they playing behind Horford? Is it going to be, like, 
Watch Ornan Gomez. Is it going to be Ennis Cantor? Is it going to be Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith? Uh, obviously, I think Schroeder and Richardson will will play minutes behind those guys. But but I I think that when when they're not when they don't have their starting lineup out there, they could be pretty small, and I think that could be pretty tough on their defense. And then the other piece of it is Brad Stevens was a great defensive coach. Wh- whatever you wanted to say about Brad Stevens, his defenses were typically awesome. Last year they were not, but for the most part they were awesome. So I I wonder how the Celtics will look without Brad Stevens as their head coach defensively. And obviously Udoka was in charge of that for Philadelphia when he was with the 76ers. But it is, there's just a lot unknown about the Celtics right now. What's the cake situation? Oh, the cake, the cake. I I, I haven't had any yet, but it looks delicious. They had, it it was a nice, nice looking cake. They had the, the figures of the, the two, two newlyweds. And then the, 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 the dog figure too. Like like their little dog too on top of the it. Dog? Was the dog it, the it, ring bear? It, no, okay, no, good. no. My uh, my my cousin's little kids were the, were the the ring bear. Okay, cute cute kids on a, too. On a scale kids. of one to ten, how much do you like this cousin? <laughs> like, are you are you honored to be there? Are you? Is it an obligation to be there? Like, what's the what's the most trouble we can get you in? I am. I am thrilled. To That's be a here. lie. All right, Jay. Thank you so much for the time. Go. Go back to the wedding. <laughs> All right. Bless you, God. Bless us. I don't like that. <laughs> what? Like that reaction. That's not a good sign. Uh, again, he he's a priest. A you know, he's a priest. Now, now we know yeah. why he goes to all these weddings. I think Dave's right. He is a priest. <laughs> So Boston is a little confusing and, and, you know, part of that is because we don't know, you know, what it's going to look like as far as uh, structurally, like what Udoka, how he's going to coach them. But I I do think like with the personnel, this defense is not going to ever be bad. Like they should be pretty good. Um, It's all about the offense for me, which has been the issue that I've had with the Boston Celtics for a while now. I feel like they're short playmakers. Exactly. Bad passing team. Yeah. There'll be nights where somebody will have a big assist, you know, like total, like seven or eight or or even nine assists on some nights. But it's not actually playmaking, right? It's like not actually setting up other guys. Yeah, I'd like to see them play more like the Clippers did last year, right? From a sense of like setting the table with Kawhi and and PG. Like, I think that's Versus what they do. Yeah, versus what they do. Like, I think that would be a great wrinkle, but I don't expect that to happen. I mean, look, they've got guys that can get to the free throw line in isolation because the offense that they've run year, you know, year after year just never really created the stuff that they needed. I mean, I'm a broken record about it at this point. And we don't know what the offense is going to look like. I mean, Mo, like how much with this personnel, how much of the Spurs stuff can you bring? How much of the stuff that that they were running in Philly could you bring? I mean, is any of that stuff workable, you think? Well, it's hard. Like the Philly stuff, because so much of it was surrounded around Joel and Bede. Like they don't have a post presence like that. Yeah, and with, they with, did yeah. trade for Al Horford. I just want to remind you, they traded. And they're for playing Al him with the four as well, and yeah, laying right. him out on the on the wing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and then I just think that I'm not worried so much. Like I think they're going to end up be doing the same things they did last season offensively. I don't think Yudoka is going to bring in like a whole offensive change along that line with that team. I think, you know, he's going to make his impact defensively, which is just continuing along with what they did. But I think this team is going to play harder for him than they did for Brad Stevens. I think they kind of just got tired of him last year. And I think this year, a little new, fresher voice with with Udoka, with his staff, you know, bringing over a whole bunch of guys like Will Hardy from San Antonio. I think it's going to be an interesting uh, 
way to see how how much harder they play. I felt at times last season they just kind of threw in the towel. All right. Well, and the reporting is that he was kind of burnt out and, you know, that stuff, it's hard to hide it when you're around people all the time. So maybe, I mean, maybe there's something to that. Maybe they just get a, a bump, a vibes bump. Finger has dropped, guys. Chicago Bulls. Trey, playoff lock, play-in team, contender. Quit playing on my dogs. Quit playing on my dogs, man. Fifth seed. Fifth, Fifth seed, Whoa. man. What? Yes. Whoa. Y'all heard Fifth. it first. Give me some explosions, Jade. Listen, y'all heard it first. Y'all see how fun they was looking. I, I, and I also, I, I guess it's okay now to see Caruso all over the internet. Oh, like, now you like it. It's okay <laughs> now. Okay. We love the hype machine now in Chicago. Now we like the privilege, you know? Trey. I get it. Absolutely. But I think that this team, um, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's a lot of excitement. Everybody's excited. I know it's preseason and things of that nature. Um, but they, those dudes really enjoy playing the game of basketball together, and I, I think that they're going to they're going to shock a lot of people. Um, I don't obviously I don't see them going deep in the playoffs or anything like that, but they're going to be they're going they're going to see pretty well if they can stay healthy. Mm. Mm. Anybody think they're Hang more on. of a play in <laughs> than a playoff? I, That's I, me. I, yeah, I think <laughs> they're in the play in. Yeah, look, they, they are they're better. And there's a lot of stuff that they did that I really love. Like, I mean, I, I love getting Lonzo. Not, I love getting a, Caruso. Not a high bar to say they're better. I mean, that team was. I, I know. <laughs> but I got to say, man, like closing games with DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic just is not going to work once you get to the games that matter. Oh. Right? Like the regular season, we know it doesn't matter. And they'll score, I think. Like, that's not going to be an issue. But I don't know how they're going to defend with those two guys on the court in the playoffs like that. They're just going to get run, but I do think that they're going to be in the play in. I, I mean, I, I think this is, this is a much better team than last year. I think Lonzo and the Levine are really good fits together too. Um, I like that. Matt, a, yeah. I like that pairing. Fantastic. It's the yeah. DeRozan element. That's a little tough. And the, the other thing I would say just real quick is like, I feel like a lot of pressure is being placed on Patrick Williams, you know, for a guy who, you know, he's what, 20 years old. He, he had a rookie season that was, you know, kind of a, you know, lost season almost for a lot of different people. I don't know. I think he's going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting defensively. And I'm just, I'm not sure he's quite ready for it yet. Even if I see the talent there, a little undersized for that role too. They shed the fat. I'll say that. Okay. They got better. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm dying on this hill right here in Chicago. You feel me? Where, <laughs> you know, if you know, uh, Ball Jesus gonna get us to where we need to be. Ball Jesus. All right. Well, now that's, the my, that's, 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 that's my right. man. That's my man Caruso. We got a uh, new team. Thought, thought he meant me. Clear the runway for Rich Hoffman, the Philadelphia 76ers. Jesus. Well, I, do, do we need a new category? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know I don't if think Cluster Fuck is on there. <laughs> yes, yes. That uh they're gonna make the playoffs, work. right? Well, I mean, would you be stunned to see them not in the not in the top six seeds? So playing yes. the plan, I, I I would. I mean, I jo- guess if Embiid gets hurt, like whatever. But like, right. I would be. That's stunned. the issue. Yes. That's the issue, and I think the East is good. Like, I think when you have you know like the top two, and then you know you run through Atlanta, Boston, Miami. There's there's not a lot of you know room for error after that. Um, I think the Sixers probably should be. the The thing is, I think last year proved when they do have Ben Simmons. This team in the regular season is a lock to win a decent amount of games. Like, I'm not sure they would have been a one seed again. That's hard. That takes some luck. 
But but the idea of just like shooting around Simmons and Embiid that works. But when you remove Simmons, like as much as his playoffs absolutely killed them, and we I can't express that enough. He just <laughs> destroyed them in the playoffs. It was brutal. Um, when you remove him from this roster in the regular season, it's like just just think about the starting lineup. I think they are going to start Tyrese Maxey in his in his spot. So who guards the other team's best player? Is it God bless. Uh, is, is it Dave's Dave's friend? The the legend. No, Danny we can't Green? do that. No, I, I can't even pretend like year thirteen. No. Danny Green's guarding anybody's best player. That that you're, if that's you're your strategy. Danny that's Green bad. Wasn't doing that. So it's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, he's had the he's had the knee issue now yeah, for a few like years. Playing, it's pretty obvious. Two two duck together. Yeah. Yeah. I rather but have this is, Seth like Curry he's fantastic. Yeah, you would. Well, have he's Seth? fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So Seth and Matisse. I mean, I like that. I think it's going to be Matisse. I think Matisse is going to – they're going to have to find a way to get him in that lineup as much as possible, man, because Danny Green is great. Like this is the thing about Danny Green that's great. If you have uh, Ben Simmons out there, Danny Green can do all the other stuff that people mess up all the time. Yep. But if you don't have Ben Simmons, well, now everybody's got to step up. And and so like, you know, I think it's got to be Matisse because Matisse is really the only guy that they have on the roster that's suited to even – get anywhere close to that level of defensive production. Rich Rod's medalist Matisse Thybul, by the way, for Team Australia. Oh, yeah, they finally uh, yeah, they finally right. lucked, right. lucked into meddling. It only took four years. <laughs> Take it any way we can get it, Zach. We did you get fired? No, I I, I resigned. <laughs> in shame or <laughs> under your own but voice? Is Everything I do is in shame. I'm gonna leave this podcast in shame. Everything is shame, Zach. Oh <laughs> uh, Rich I'm going to ask you a question that you've never been asked before. When do we get a resolution to this uh, this situation with the trade? <laughs> I think it's going to be at least a few months. Wow. It's going to drag out that much. I, I just think like Daryl Morey for the most part, he's, and you, you can say this is not the smartest strategy in he's the world. Like this is that he's, he's trying to luck out into a, you know, into a Portland being really bad and being able to get Lillard or, or Beal or, like Levine or somebody. And I think he's, I think he's pretty confident that what they have. And if, if Embiid is healthy, they, they are a lock. Like if he plays like 65 plus games, I, I think he is good enough to where they will be one of the top six uh, teams, but it's dicey because they are relying on a lot of young players. Like a lot is being expected of, of yeah. Tyrese Maxey. So we will see. I, I think it's going to be a couple months though. The finger is dropped. The Washington Wizards. I think they got better, and that's not a knock on Russ. I just think they're deeper. As long as they're healthy. I, I like the I like the depth of this team. team. Not making no play in. They're not making <laughs> no play in. Wow. No. Yeah. They they no. wouldn't have done it without Russ. They so wouldn't have did it without Russ. Russ. Awesome. No. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be very stinky. Bradley Bill's gonna score a lot of can points. We, I'm can very... we judge anything off a season where they weren't allowed to play two weeks? Here's the thing. All I'm going to say I'm is with you, Zach. they had to, they that's, had to that's, sign that's Jordan point. Bell out of a goddamn 24-hour fitness just to get to the game that night so they could play. Look, Zach, I'm happy my guy Spencer Dinwiddie is back playing at a high level. Yes. Shouts to him. Kyle Kuzma looks like a hot mess right now. Yeah, well, He needs to figure it out. <laughs> and then, no, I'm not talking about physical looks. I'm just talking about basketball-wise. Like, he's just, just not – it's like the Monster stole his powers or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like – not that it was a lot, but like he needs to figure it out. <laughs> um, and then like again, it's gonna be Bradley Beal scoring a bunch of points. 
that's it, man. I, honestly, that's that's pretty much it. And like again, if you're from DC, just have some patience, I guess. But don't expect this team to really be doing anything major. Honestly, I want to keep my eye out on John Wall too. I think if John Wall uh, accepts a buyout and maybe go to Brooklyn, that would be great. Mm. Just to kind of um, be be that emergency break glass for Kyrie when he can't play in home games. This is a Knicks Nets series. He's not allowed to play. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of we'll, we'll get to Brooklyn in a second. Uh, the, are, is, is, who, where do we have them? Cellar dweller or playing? I, thought, I think I they're thought in the cellar. Wow. No, nah, I think they're in the cellar. Wow. Man, listen, man. Russell Westbrook down the stretch for that team. Was fantastic. Like once he got over that quad injury, like I mean, he willed yeah, he, them. I mean, the, some of the best basketball the he's ever played for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then the wheels fell off, obviously. But I, I just think without him, they don't have they don't have anybody else that can do what he did. Um, I mean, it's the Bradley Beal show, and that's it. Like Rui's not that guy. Denny's not that guy. They just don't have that another guy on the roster that can can create. And the defense is not going to be good. I can't so, believe yeah, you don't I, believe I just, in Raul Oh, I guess Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, who I literally forgot they signed. Spencer Dinwiddie, I guess it's fine, but it's not the same as Russell Westbrook. Doesn't doesn't affect winning that in a way that we've seen in the same way that Russell Westbrook he did, did for Brooklyn down the before, stretch. Before they got stars. Yeah, I, I yeah think, he's fine. I think they're a playing game, I, uh, a team. I think we're looking at it. You know, just from the one perspective of they've lost Russ and they haven't replaced him. Like, nobody's really going to replace a guy like Russ, but they've added a lot of guys. Yeah. KCP. They've, Spencer Dinwiddie, I still think, has got a lot left in the tank He's more so than good. Russ. And yeah, can do and can do do more than, than Russ on the defensive end. Maybe not a lot, but more. And then you have guys defensively, I think. Daniel Gafford was a huge pickup for them at the trade deadline, which they basically got for free from Chicago. They have... You know, whenever uh, uh, Bryant comes back from his injury, that's another big man. I think they're they're not going to be great or anything like that, but I think they're going to be in the plane, probably like the 10th, 9th seed in that instance, but I don't think they're going to drop out of the race. Rich, you're the deciding vote here. Cellar dweller or play-in? I- I'm going to be charitable and say play-in yeah. for these guys. There we go, Rich. Good job. Well, and the one thing I, I liked about their offseason is I, I'm not sure how much better they got because I, I do agree with like Dave, like Russ was just a burden he had every night. Um, that's going to be a little two bit. Weeks. That's going to be they tough to replace. They to the practice facility for two weeks. But so I saw that team in the, the Sixers series and we, we saw what the Sixers did in the next round. They were not exactly like a juggernaut one seed. I, I thought the Wizards were one of the worst playoff teams I've ever seen. In, in my life last year. They had year. to play and, like 40 games and 40 nights just to fit the season in. Yeah. And so I, I do like that their roster makes a little bit more sense. Like they have some wings. Like I think KCP and hopefully Kuzma turns it around. Like they were starting Howell Neto next to Russ and and Beal. And I, I think they are going to make a little bit more sense. But yes, a lot, a lot on Bradley Beal's shoulders. For the sure. finger is dropped. The Miami Heat. Heat culture. I'm not about, listen. PJ I know Tucker. everybody. Everybody's in love with that team, Zach. Like it's off that, off paper, huh? What's not to love? I just, I just scammers, man. Scammers. I'm not buying. Yeah, man. Like, listen. I think they're gonna win a lot of games. I think that they're gonna make the playoffs. But they're not contenders. Mm-mm. Oh no. yeah, I don't. I don't think they're with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. But I think they're. Depending on what happens with Philly in the trade, I think they're the third best team. 
Yeah, I think they're they're like in that middle. That middle of the yeah, pack, in that, that, that three, that four, that five three, range. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely yep. have them like a four. I have them in Atlanta in a, in the same tier, right? Like with with room for Boston to get there if things go right for them. I, Philly, depending on what they do for that trade, I have them above Atlanta, but it would not shock me if Atlanta caught up to them. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll say this: my concerns with this team are about the offense. I, the defense is going to rule. The defense, like, I mean, when they get into playoffs, they that's that defense is just full of assholes. Like, they are going to defend. <laughs> it really is. Like, I mean, we, we everybody loved how PJ Tucker defended Kevin Durant. He didn't defend him. He did a football blocking drill on him, and, and that's Miami. That's heat culture. Like, I mean, yeah, I know. This is this <laughs> propaganda. They, they are going to like that defense is going to defend. It's can they score right? And they are. Functionally going to have two guys you got to worry about outside of, you know, like seven feet. And I just don't know if that's enough, man. Like, you know, Jimmy creating shots just didn't, it doesn't really scare anybody all that much. You know, you got Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson is the one deep threat who's going to be running off screens and, you know, opposing defense is going to have an easier time because they are not going to guard PJ Tucker. They're not worried about Bam out of bio. So I, I do think that the offense is going to be tricky, but I also think that Tyler Hero is not nearly as bad as he looked last season. I, I think that if he is better, this team has a higher ceiling than than I'm thinking right I mean, now. The good, right? the good news is he can't be much worse. On him, right? You're right. He was <laughs> awful. Right. Like so, he's got to be a little bit better than that. But you know, he could be a guy that I mean, they need him to be good. Basically, is what I'm getting at. If he can be good, yeah, then this team could be slightly better than I expect. But I, I'm with you. I, I like this is not a team that really has a, a realistic shot at the now final. let them get on a six game win streak at any point in the season i will completely go over the moon <laughs> for it all right it's, shit who am i getting three game win streak three game win streak i'm in i'll one start saying they're, they're as good as one game, well, one game is not a streak mode so that's just math um so that was digit okay good talk <laughs> with miami i do think like i think there is a trade that can be made at some point during the season that puts them that much closer to Milwaukee and Brooklyn to where it's like right on the edge, but everything has to break right for that. And that, and that, and when we start playing the what if game, right? Like you get through a bunch of what ifs to get to that point, And that's probably too many. So they are definitely in that Wait, second tier trading for Kevin Durant or no, 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 no. They would need, they no. would need like a, like a good, like a good wing, right? Yeah. Like a, no, like, like not yeah. an all star like necessarily. Grant. Yeah. I mean, shit, if you added Jeremy Grant to that, to that team, while big deal for yeah, them. that would be good without having to get up yeah. any of the core right and and maybe that's mm-hmm. giving up draft picks i don't even think they have draft picks to really give to it me that's point. kind of the thing that i mean that's what that's what i'm getting at like the thing that that makes them less scary is that they don't they don't have that guy they don't have another guy i mean you know jimmy butler's not getting guarded on the perimeter really right but, but he but that's only a problem if he takes perimeter shots because he can I mean, what, what if there is a problem too their bench stinks. I'm looking at this it's right It's bad. Now. Yeah. They're old and have no depth. That's why uh, I'm low on them in the regular season. You guys Lower aren't on familiar the with Omer you're seven. Okay. This dude lit <laughs> up Sacramento Summer League. All right. This did that guy, for all I know, he's going to make them trade Bam out of bio. He's so good. I know you moved, Zach. Did you just move to Miami? I was. <laughs> I'm, like, a, I'm a few months away from it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The fingers dropped. The defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. We did it, man. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. 
I feel like this is the least, I don't want to say respected, the least considered defending champion of the last 25 years outside of the 98-99 Bulls, for obvious reasons, the 2004 Pistons, and the 2011 Mavericks. I think those are the only champions, returning champions, that have been considered less than this Bucks team because everyone's just focused on Lakers Nets and for some pretty good reasons, but with a group that works like they do, the group that embraces some of our mantras. We talk about getting better every day. We talk about playing together. When you do those things, you end up on a stage like this. They compete. They're NBA champions. I couldn't be more happy for our players, for our team, for our organization, for our city of Milwaukee, NBA champions. Yeah. Big time. All right, the Bucks lost PJ Tucker. I feel like they should be getting talked about more as like a as a team that can defend their title. I mean, they're contenders. I don't think yeah. I don't think anybody has any yeah, questions about that. Like, you know, uh, I think it's certainly possible that they get back to the finals again. I, I I'd be surprised if anybody's sitting there and fully counting them out along those lines. I know people are saying like, look, KD was a, a smaller shoe size away from eliminating them. And everything like that, but it took everything KD. It took everything KD had to get there, with with the situation that team had. But you know, you look at the fact that they've won the championship. I think Giannis won up another level in the finals itself. Like I really think it kind of if he plays his eyes, you know, he he, well his eyes opened up to the point that he he's seeing it a little bit better. I think they're they're going to be right there in the mix. You know, chasing the Nets. In the uh, for the contender stats, I think it's it's. I know the odds are heavily in Brooklyn's favor, but I think the the Bucks are right there with them. I, I agree with Mo. I mean, I think that, you know it's it's one A one B. Obviously, I think the Nets are edged them out because of all the on ball creation they have. But the Bucks defense is a differentiator for them in, in a way that I don't think Brooklyn can even touch. So I, it's a little bit more even than we, than we would give it credit for. I do think at full strength, Brooklyn wins uh, yeah. eventually. But yeah, Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee has a really good chance at repeating. Well, yeah, because I mean, because I just don't trust Brooklyn to stay healthy. Right. Like, I guess let's say even if they just have James Harden healthy. Well, they didn't have Kyrie last year and this year, game seven at home. Oh, they still wouldn't have Kyrie. If it, if it wasn't, look, if it wasn't <laughs> Kevin Durant, that play. wouldn't have been as close as it was. Right. Like Kevin Durant was just he went supernova. I mean, as he yeah, can I mean, do. he was the best he player. He basically like, lives yeah. at Supernova. Yeah. And and that's why that series was what it was. I, I think that if it was just Harden, it wouldn't have been the same. And maybe we don't feel the same about Brooklyn. But listen, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant and is the best player in the league right now. Do you think so, Do you think the Bucks will chase the one seed? That's the big question here, right? Because they didn't last year. They experimented. I, I don't know. This could be the, hey, we figured it out. Let's try to go 74 and eight. Yeah. Trey, I, I think well, they should want it. Like, I mean, they, I wish. But, I don't know. But, don't, so, you, don't you think you should be playing the odds? I'm not like, I'm, I'm kind of half serious here when I say, like, shouldn't you be trying to get a game seven in Brooklyn? Just in case Kyrie <laughs> look, digs his feet. It matters. It has to matter. Like, we, we just, I, I think. Again, I, I don't. With, I don't they think, should. I don't think this it. is going to be a problem later on down the line. I think they're going to bring in a, a very solid guard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're going to be worried about this at this particular moment. I think that honestly, Kyrie is not going to get the vaccine this season. Um, and but they're going to feel that need. 
whether you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, whether you'll car- have the buyout market, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna get somebody. Yeah, in the buyout yeah, market. they're gonna they're gonna get somebody that's gonna really because that's all they they don't need too much. Like Harden came in. He also was very reliable for them while the guys fluctuated with, you know, COVID. And then also they were kind of monitoring Katie. Katie going to play a lot of fucking games. Like, yeah. and he's going to be playing at a very high level, probably as one of the best players in, in, in the league at that particular moment. And then, you know, they bring in one other guy just to add maybe 10, 12 points. I think that's what you need. You know what I mean? Like, I think they were at full. They only played 13 games together. As as a you know, and they made it that far. So I don't even think it was that many. A, I think it was fewer actually. Like I'm not even it, sure it was thirteen. Like yeah, it was and it was like nine. Reg- it was nine regular yeah. season, but then you know postseason and stuff like that. But overall, I, I don't I, I don't have it as a a lock as the finals. But I do see them making I mean, should, filling in that need. Favorite, right? Yeah, absolutely. There because yeah. I mean they. This is the thing, and and not to take away from the Bucs because I think the Bucs are going to be their biggest test every time they see them. Regular season, this is a rivalry now. You know what I mean? Whether it's not like a finals rivalry, but it's an Eastern Conference rivalry. When they play, this thing is going to go seven regardless of who's out there, I think, because the Bucs are that good. But I will say this. Cam Thomas is very fun. Patty Mills is experienced. I, I have faith in Paul Millsap to do something off the bench. He doesn't have to do a lot. He's going to do something. LaMarcus Aldridge is back out there. He doesn't have to do anything either, but he can, you know, he still gets respected a little bit for shooting that long too. But overall, they add one more player. Like, I mean, wishful thinking. I'm throwing John Wall's name out there. He has a lot to prove and he doesn't have to do too much as a fourth option. Go get him. You know, that team's dangerous as hell. All right. I don't see, I don't see too many teams beating him in seven. I do, I do think teams should should drop games and make sure the Nets get the one seed just in case. <laughs> I really do. Like I'm serious. Like I'm. I'm like if, that's petty and strategic. I love it. It is right. Like I mean, shit, man. You can guarantee Kyrie can't play a game seven. You guarantee he can't start off a series against you. Pretty amazing. That's a crazy story. Hey, line. how about this? Wait, let me. How about this, Zach? Let's go one further. A real a smart front office. They're lobbying local government right now. Hey, Milwaukee, we need to have the same rule put in place. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, drop do it. it. Drop it Please for the road do players. It. Please too. do it. I would love to see Do this. you understand the uproar in Wisconsin? Let's get Look, it. If you, no, no, no. if you spin it to, to Wisconsinites <laughs> as you get a, like, this is going to help you defend this title. We're just going to yeah. do it until July. I don't know. Listen, you know what? Nobody should, should flip it. This is <laughs> how they get it in Wisconsin. This is how they get it in Wisconsin. It doesn't apply to residents. It only applies to people coming oh, in just to Wisconsin. That's right. Yeah. Not even. It yeah. doesn't apply Smart. to residents. That's how you pass it. But also, it. like, do you want to win or not? I mean, this is the whole thing with the vaccine, right? And the, get the shot. And then let's, let's all and win. Then let's see Miami. Oh, wait. Florida. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> with that That's going to do it for this edition of the Basket Buds of the Athletic NBA Show podcast for the Eastern Conference Preview. Western Conference Preview will be tomorrow, Tuesday, for the Tampering Pod. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you're subscribing and following the Athletic NBA Show podcast on all social podcast platforms, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you're following. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic to get the best coverage of sports and the best coverage of the upcoming NBA season on the internet. For Trey... 
for Rich, for Dave, for Mo, even J. King, for Jade Hoy. I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on the Echo. <laughs> All right, bless you guys. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.